0: From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. says, There, hope you had a great weekend. I welcome you back to the Inez Says podcast. I am Scott Inez. You can find the pod most anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, the WDBO app. I'm also on the radio every weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News. Join me five to nine a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando, outside of O town. Please stream us there in the WDBO app. All right, some really interesting poll numbers coming out recently about the 45th president of the United States and his popularity in America. Of course, as we look ahead to 2024 in the presidential election, Donald Trump still sucks up most of the oxygen in the Republican room. That's the nature of the man himself. Trump is still very much larger than life on the right side of the aisle. But, but, Not as large as he once was, apparently. So the question becomes, do Republicans still love Donald Trump? Now, again, you have to look at these latest poll numbers through a skeptical prism here. As we know, anytime you're talking about Trump in polls, there is a certain faction of the United States that just does not trust them. Okay, frankly, I don't blame those folks. So take these numbers as you will. Trump is not as popular among Republicans as he once was, according to these numbers, though. And the number of those who absolutely love the guy has dropped since 2020 in the election. Now, keep in mind, in an average of recent polls, Trump's very favorable rating stood at 53% among Republicans, 53%. Now, any way you slice that, it's still a really solid number for a guy who's been kicked off social media by the big tech establishment. It's sort of like out of sight, out of mind, right? But also keep in mind, Trump's very favorable rating on the eve of the 2020 election was at 72% among Republicans. According to these polls now, it's at 53. So you go from 72 to 53 a year and a half later. That's a 19-point decline in his, quote, very favorable rating since the election. Now, is the mainstream media rooting for this decline to continue? No doubt about it. Could this number be corrupted? Yeah, certainly could. But poll after poll are corroborating these numbers. Is it all about Donald Trump being out of sight, out of mind? Perhaps, perhaps. But I think it's very interesting as we head toward the midterms in November and beyond that Donald Trump, even though he is easily the most popular potential candidate on the GOP side come 2024, are Republicans as enthralled with him as they used to be? Is there a case of Trump fatigue out there in the Republican Party? It's time to bring in Steve Roberts. Steve is a longtime trusted political analyst for ABC News. I've been chatting with Steve for over 25 years now. To me, he does a really good job of calling balls and strikes in politics. I eventually asked Steve about the Trump numbers, but I initially questioned him about the issues that the White House and Democrats are having right now in terms of the economy and, in particular, gas
1: prices in the polls.
0: All in all, you look at this poll, this is not a promising poll for the Dems, is it? It?
1: No, it isn't. And and the reason is two reasons here, Scott. One is that look, all presidents get more credit for a good economy than they deserve and more blame than they deserve for a bad economy. And when you're the president, you've got to take responsibility. And uh, we've said this a number of times. Everybody in Orlando driving down the street sees those big signs. I don't know what it is in Orlando this morning, but those big red numbers say 420, 430 mm-hmm. around the country. Yeah. Uh, Now, the Democrats will say, wait, look across the street. There are all these big signs saying we're hiring now. Please, please come work for us, right? In some ways, this is a tale of two signs, but the gas prices are overwhelming. Uh, The good news about the economy, even the unemployment rates down to 3.6 percent. Biden keeps talking about 8 million new jobs. True. But but the, um, the gas prices... First of all, they have a much bigger immediate impact because they affect everybody's life virtually every day. But secondly, uh, they play into a larger sense of fatigue and uh, frustration in this country, which has been true now for a year or two. It's part of what defeated uh, Donald Trump. Um, And it's part of what's dragging Joe Biden's poll numbers down, too. You know, people are still sick of COVID. They 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 saw the Democrats come into office, and there was a lot of Democratic infighting, a lot of uh, focus on their failures. They didn't pass their bill, build back, better bill, didn't faz, pass voting reform. So the, the gas prices come in a context, Scott, mm. of sourness and fatigue. That's why they're so damaging.
0: A lot of sourness, a lot of saltiness out there right now about gas prices. I saw 407, 405 coming in early this morning. But how much of what you are dissecting in this poll, Steve, has to do with the historical way that there's typically a backlash against the party in power in the midterms and how much of it has to do with that that visceral nature that you just talked about people seeing those gas signs
1: we can we can measure it in a couple of indirect ways Mm. you know for instance we ask is the country headed in the right direction only 28 percent, scott Say the country's headed in the right direction. Sixty-five percent are headed down the wrong track. That'll give you a pretty good idea of yeah. that of, of that sourness. Yeah. You know, the other thing about gas prices, Scott, is it's not just the price at the pump that's affected. People don't realize this, but think about all of the costs of fuel that go into other consumer goods. All of those trucks, all of those delivery vans are all paying higher prices to transport those goods. So those prices for groceries and other goods are also going to be handed down. Maybe not directly. You're not seeing those big red LED lights flashing. But boy, you come home and suddenly your grocery bill is 10, 15 bucks higher than you're used to. And so it's more than gas prices because gas filters through the economy in all sorts of other ways. And the other factor I think is that uh, Joe Biden had a six months kind of a honeymoon. Uh, things started turning sour in the middle of the summer with the tobacco in Afghanistan, and he's never been able to really, so far, reverse that declining confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, Americans, including a growing number of Democrats, just don't see him as a particularly dynamic or force, forceful leader. Right now, his approval rating is really stuck. It's been stuck for a long time at about 42 percent, unfavorables at about 53. And you know something interesting, Scott? Mm. Donald Trump's ratings are actually about 2 percent higher than Joe Biden's today.
0: That's interesting. And I want to talk to you about that. But in terms of the enthusiasm gap, the Republicans certainly hold hold much greater enthusiasm right now than the Democrats. But interesting numbers out of a recent NBC poll. 36% of Republicans describe themselves now as primarily Trump supporters. Now, a couple of years ago, that number was 53%. Is this all about out of sight, out of mind? I mean, why is that number dropping here?
1: Well, it's a good question. And, uh, you know, Trump is is partly out of sight, out of mind. He was deplatformed by Twitter and Facebook. Some of the main ways in which he directly communicated with his followers have been cut off. He's tried to create a new social media platform, which he calls Truth Social, which has been almost a total disaster and has never really replaced these other major platforms. You know, he's been speaking at these rallies in sort of remote remote areas. He was in rural North Carolina. Um, you know, but you have this sense uh, among Republicans uh, there's, uh, that they're better off with a fresher face Uh There's it's not that they disagree with Trump on a lot of policies, although the fact is Trump never had many clear, articulated policies on on a lot of issues. But there's a sense of uh, of the wanting to get past the chaos and the bluster of the Trump years. And um, you talk about there is fatigue with Joe Biden, Mm. but there's also fatigue with Donald Trump. Mm. And you're right to point out that within the Republican Party. A lot of people are not willing to say this very openly. The folks who have tried to openly criticize uh, Trump uh, have, have uh, suffered for that. You've had a number of Republicans not running for re election. Uh, several of the Republicans who voted in favor of impeachment are not running again because they faced strong primary opposition. But under the surface, you see this sense of, mm. of people saying, really? Do we want another Trump act or are we better off with a fresher face like Governor DeSantis?
0: That's really interesting. Governor DeSantis, Mike Pence, a, a moderate, kind of, kind of hanging around right now. Is, is he looking at these numbers here, Steve?
1: They all are. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are all looking and, they, and they're holding their breath. You know, you talk about Governor DeSantis. I think he'd run for president in a New York minute mm-hmm. or an Orlando minute. Yeah. If he, if he saw an opening, but um, you know, it did it. He doesn't want to throw himself. You got to remember that the Republican primaries. There's still a lot of loyal Trump voters. I'm not in any way denying that, but um, uh, uh, you start to see in these in these polling numbers. Only 35 percent in that same poll, CBS poll. Only 35 percent of Republicans said they wanted Donald Trump to run again, and that's just about his core, his really hardcore base of support. But that second. Um, level of people who voted for Trump but are not diehard supporters. They're the ones that people like DeSantis are looking at.
0: Much appreciation to ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts for coming aboard the Inez Says podcast today. Find me on the radio each and every morning with Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in O-Town. Stream us there in the WDBO app. I'll see you next time.